Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to The Sister Diary. I'm Maddie Orlando, and this is my sister, Lauren. Hi. On this podcast, we discuss fashion, beauty, health, fitness, the challenges of high school, and navigating life, and social media. Basically, anything you discuss with your own sister. So, welcome to our fam. Hey guys, welcome back to The Sister Diary podcast with me, Maddie, and me, Lauren. My lovely sister, Lauren. (laughs) Do you like that intro? Why do I feel like that's sarcastic? My goal for this week is to have a little bit more energy with my speaking because I don't know, sometimes we record this podcast at like 11 p.m. or even I think the last one was like 9 a.m. when we did the intro (laughs) and I was just tired and the energy wasn't there. What do you think about that, Laura? Yeah, sometimes we're a little monotone. You're better than me because you have the, you know, the drama acting voice. (laughs) What's that supposed to mean? You have like an acting voice that you do on Total Clips. (laughs) They always bully me for this. And I'm like, I swear I sound the same, but. She has a YouTube acting voice, a Total Clips acting voice. So anyways, I'm trying to be more like that and have a (laughs) podcast acting voice. A podcaster voice? Yeah. So that is the goal for this week's episode. So today we are so excited because we finally have our parents on the podcast and they have been, I think, one of the most highly requested guests every single week when I see people post on social media and stuff, they always are asking for our parents to come on. Yeah. And we didn't totally know, I guess, like not to be mean, but like (laughs) why they were so highly requested. So we asked you guys if you had any questions for them since they're coming on the podcast today and we collected a bunch of them from our Instagram story. And so we're going to ask them some of those. So you guys are totally controlling this episode. Yeah. So I just kind of laid out the episode. I started off with their background and their story because I thought that would be kind of interesting to hear how they met and some funny stories because there are a few funny stories that they've told us about the time that they met in university and them like dating, which is so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. But also I think we're going to learn some things that we didn't necessarily know before because I honestly don't really know how they met or like any of the stuff before I was born. Are you serious? (laughs) I feel like they tell the story like every dinner party. Oh my gosh. Every time we have people over, we have the same conversations, like the same family stories come up over and over again. I've heard the story of how they met so many times. Well, I'm excited to hear how it went down. (laughs) Do you have like short-term memory loss? I tried to tell you that and you said I didn't have it, so. No, my issue was you said 
<laughs> I have a bad memory. And I said, you do oh, not yeah. have a bad memory. If you just tell yourself that you have a bad memory, then you won't remember anything. <laughs> and I also said, you don't remember things that you don't care about. So that's kind of insulting. You know, like you just have selective memory. <laughs> but then maybe I just don't care about a lot of things, but you don't I think I forget memory. everything. But I, I think I care about things. Like, especially that, I feel like if they've said it that many times, I would remember it, but. Well, I think you'll be refreshed when you hear the story. Like, okay. you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. I'll make an effort. But like other things, you just say that you don't have a good memory, so then you don't remember them. I swear, that's the thing. Okay, well, I don't think it's that simple. I think I hear a lot of stories and memories and everything about us growing up. And I'm like, I genuinely don't remember that happening. Even though I was like nine, which I feel like well, by nine, you should remember things. Maybe, I don't know. I'm talking more like you say, oh, I'm not good with people's names. And that is not- no. Yes, I agree that that's just because I wasn't listening when yeah. I shook their hand. Like, it's because I was too focused on the handshake and making sure I didn't accidentally mm -hmm. go in for the hug that I forgot to remember what their names were. Okay, fine, fine. That's just a general thing that I think. Like when people say, oh, I'm not good with names. It's yeah, like, that's true. You are fine with names, actually. You just don't care enough <laughs> to remember. You're just as good as the rest of us are at remembering them. You just are distracted when they're saying their names. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, How we're a little we get bit here? off topic, but we just want to give you guys a little bit of an intro to the episode and maybe talk a bit about what we've been up to recently since we kind of have missed out on the intros in the last few episodes. And dad actually has been critiquing the podcast and he tells me, he calls me on the phone when I'm in LA and he's like, I'm listening to your latest episode. It's great, but you really need to be more like Howard Stern. That's what he said. That's I'm his like, only note ever. You just oh. need to be a little bit more like Howard Stern. Um, mm. He wants us to talk more about our lives. And, and ourselves. And ourselves. Yeah, what we've been and up I'm to. Like, no problem. You so, want me to talk about myself? <laughs> this is where Maddie, a Leo, shines. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Leo, if you didn't know. I don't really align oh with gosh. a Leo. Okay, wait. Should we talk about what we were doing last night? Since it's kind of uh, related. Reading our zodiac signs? Yeah. So she walks into my room, lies down on my bed like she normally does. Mm, um, yes. A little uninvited, but that's okay. Always love having you. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what's your sign? And I said, I was a Scorpio. We kind of have a bad rep. We were like really? looking at our horoscopes. Yeah. Didn't you read them yesterday? They're also it, like aggressive. Yeah. Well, you're a little aggressive. I just what? don't think it aligned with you that much. Well, thank you. I, I consider that a compliment because- I feel like I'm not really a Scorpio, but they were just my a birthday little random. To differ. But Maddie's are so funny. They're always so on point. Like, I know you might not think so, but like, oh no, my gosh. I think they're pretty on point. <laughs> they're like, I'm trying to find some examples. We can say a few and then you can explain if you think it aligns okay. with you and then I'll do it with me too. Okay. So this is an account called CoStar. It's also an app. I think people have it and it like will send push notifications about your sign or about your what is it called horoscope mm -hmm. just like things about you based on your sign so anyways I follow their Instagram account this is one of the posts that they wrote so the title is internal monologue and then it says all of the signs internal monologue so it's like what's going through your head yes so for Leo that's me it is do all of my friends secretly hate me <laughs> that yeah that's pretty I feel like you'd be the kind of person to be like am I annoying you or annoying? like if my friend hasn't texted me in a few days, uh. I'm like, oh my God, I must have done something, you know? <laughs> when like it's really not too. about you. Yeah. No, I would think that, but I would never be like, I would never ask. Oh, sometimes. Whereas I feel like you'd be like, 
Am I annoying? Just I would, randomly. I wouldn't ask, but I, I'll test them. Like I'll text them and see like oh if they gosh. don't text me back, then I you're spiral. annoying. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm also, I associate with Virgo too. So Virgo internal monologue is a red pen circling every aesthetic error they perceive. <laughs> That's like pretty much They should have just added you right there. The two of those are pretty accurate. Yeah. Wait, is Virgo close to mm-hmm. Leo in like terms of so, dates? Yeah, Leo is all of July or like second half of July and all of August maybe. But my birthday is August 20th and Virgo starts on August 22nd. So I really oh, so do align close. with Virgo, but also a little bit of Leo. When does your sign start, do you know? I think it starts like quite a bit before my birthday, but it ends a little bit after my birthday. So I'm almost... I think mom's a Sagittarius and her birthday's at the end of November and I'm at the beginning of November and I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, because yours in this internal monologue is more like a Sagittarius than a Scorpio. Okay, wait, what does it say for Scorpio? It says existence is a prison. That's like very dramatic. Yeah, that is. But also I'm a little dramatic, so. Yeah. And then Sagittarius says, can I leave now? (laughs) Way more you than That's uh, so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's good. I've always felt, well, for like a while, I thought I was a Sagittarius. Oh, really? But turns out I wasn't. So my whole life was a lie. Hmm. Anyways, that's interesting. So actually, after we were looking at those horoscopes, then if you saw Lauren's TikTok, she dragged me (laughs) off of her bed by my sweater across the floor into my own room. (laughs) Okay, well, there's like a trend on TikTok that's like things my sister would look good in or like my boyfriend or my sister's boyfriend, whatever. And it's always her own room. Or his own house or something. <laughs> his own house, yeah. So I thought I thought it was fitting because Maddie likes to come hang out in my room. As I mentioned, yeah. um, a little uninvited. So You said I was welcome though. So she's <laughs> actually I? way less nice than she makes herself seem on the podcast. I am not you are. No, I feel no. like we're sisters, so we just kind of fight, but I did drag her out of my room. Mm. She was laughing, you know. I captioned it, don't worry, she's okay, just clingy. Yeah, she was worried that she was going to get the hate comments and people would see her for who she truly is. What? A mean girl. No, I was worried that people on TikTok would attack me. Yeah, they do do that. It looked a little aggressive, so. They were attacking you, though. Not attacking you, but there were some comments that were like, she copied this or like, yeah. On that one? Yeah, I was like, uh, this has already been done before. <laughs> it's like, welcome to TikTok where everybody does the exact same video. That's it's true. so funny. It's like what the trends are, you know, you just, that's why some people have been saying it's a little bit dry because people just do, the same, do the same videos. But also like if you were ever there on Musical.ly, that's mm. what the whole app was. And, you know, that's kind of like the point of the app. I wasn't ever on Musical.ly. Oh, surprisingly. You so missed out on the lip syncs. I don't really I love thriving. TikTok just because it's such a waste of time. Oh my gosh. But I just find it's good to stay relevant. You know, like I want to know who all the new social media people are. That's true. It's Especially good to like stay, to keep up with what's happening because so many of the new like social media influencers came from TikTok. And also what you were saying about it being a waste of time. I looked at my screen time such earlier just time. for today. How many hours do you think I spent on TikTok today? It's 3.49. I would say at least four hours. Yep. It was four hours and two minutes when we were having lunch. Oh my gosh. But I was also watching them when I was packing. But anyway, it's safe to say it's an addiction. That's at this why it point. takes you forever <laughs> to do anything. Yeah, it really does. TikTok slows me down. Anyway, well, this intro was just really all over the place. That all was the our week, I would say. Recently. 
the last few days, what we've been up to, kind of our highlights. Yeah, this evening at like nine o'clock, we're going to Milan, Italy for Fashion Week, which is so exciting for us because I don't know, I think that's something that Lauren and I are super into and have been really interested in doing, like getting more into the fashion space. So it'll be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit on the fashion episode, but we're both really into clothes and I've always wanted to go to a fashion week and Milan, Italy, that's just like so cool to me. We went to Italy when we were younger, but I don't really remember it super well. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited to go back. Yeah, we've never been to Milan and I definitely didn't see us ending up at Milan fashion week. If anything, I thought New York. New York, you would think, but that's really cool. Hopefully New York one day. We are excited and next week we're going to record a Milan recap and Lauren can also talk about her trip to the north <laughs> next <laughs> yeah. week because we're going to do a little life update so yeah so we'll do everything that episode which will be next Friday okay well without further ado let's get into the episode with our parents do you want to say hi <laughs> hi hello sister diaries <laughs> oh god sister diaries yeah just one I think it's just diary yeah diary hello sister diary for, right. for a loyal and dedicated <laughs> listener, he's not very good at this. Well, there's more than one episode, so that's why I said diaries. That's okay. Fair. It's just a diary, but that's <laughs> fine. So today we are here with our parents, Meredith and Dale. Hello. Very highly Hi. requested guests, we must say. Yeah, you guys really wanted to hear from them. So we have a bunch of questions. So first, let's start it off with just a question that... Maddie yeah. and I thought would be very juicy for the beginning of this. This might, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm very interested to hear how this ends. Okay. What are your favorite and least favorite things about each other? Just one thing, actually. <laughs> one, one favorite I, I feel like- <laughs> and one least favorite. So mom, you start and then say no, about I have dad. dad start because I like to think about it. Okay. That's true. Okay. <laughs> dad start. What's my favorite? What's your favorite thing about mom? She's loving and a great mom. And okay. what's your least favorite thing? She's horribly, horribly disorganized. <laughs> oh, wow. That was easy. <laughs> Dad, why, why didn't you have to think about that? Well, I've just been living it for 30 years. so rude, actually. Well, well it, I mean, it's is part it of the true? question. We're not exactly the type of family to have a label maker, if you know what I mean. Yeah, true. <laughs> or like clear things for our cabinets, like, or like organization things. I didn't even know what you flights. were talking about when you said like, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like, you we don't use labels on people about. People. <laughs> okay, back to the question, Mom. What's your favorite thing about Dad? My favorite thing about Dad, I would say that he is kind. She has to think more than Dad did for his her, his least. I would say favorite. kind, and also I think he's got a good moral compass. True. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite? He's too organized. Really demanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, fair. The next little question. We're just going to do a couple quick ones at the beginning before we get into like the long stories oh, like and stuff. Up. This is a warm up. Yeah. Okay. Speed Can round. You, a speed rapid round. fire questions. Can you describe each of your kids in one word? You can, this can be a joint effort between the two of you. Oh, okay. Should we go from oldest to youngest? Sure. Okay. Choose your words wisely. And you should say some things. I would say that Maddie is motivated. That's good. Dad, do you agree? I do. Okay, Darian. Talented. Oh, you don't want dad to say something? It's fine. You can just take turns, whatever. Okay. Darian is 
extremely artistically talented. That's good. That's true. She's, yeah, she's definitely very creative. most creative of us. Mm-hmm. John? <laughs> so <laughs> There's so many words to describe. Quirky. Be, uh, I mean, he's funny. a little quirky and quirky's funny. Quirky's good. He's, he's, that, he's very- got a, a big personality. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Lauren. Last but certainly not least. Wow. Me. She's also demanding. <laughs> I think oh. Lauren is the sweetest person I've ever met. Yeah, oh she's gosh. very kind. Can I recommend a word? And she's the one <laughs> favorite. <I know. laughs> All I got was motivated. And Lauren got the sweetest person I've ever met. <laughs> I had other ones for you, Mads. Yeah, he it's just fun. didn't answer that. Okay, so now Lauren and I can describe mom and dad in one word. Oh, okay. Dad, I would say, is very organized. He like... Knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And you are very like, if you say that you're going to do something, you do it. And you'll like uh, do what you have to do to make it happen. for that? I don't like know. Like determined, I determined, guess. Determined, you persevere. You also just like, you'll be like, I'm going to be the best hockey player in the <laughs> world. And then he'll like, I don't even know, something random that's like. I'm goal oriented, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a good, good word. And mom is. <laughs> she has she her eyes on relaxed, like carefree. But and I, I would say she's like a good listener. <laughs> <Look at her. laughs> yeah, good listener. Don't give her the finger. I would say like compassionate. <laughs> what? Compassionate? Yeah. And like, can we look at all the animals on Facebook and we tear up? We watch the videos. I Where's send we? mom all the sad videos. <laughs> of animals. That you too. Yeah, I sent her sad ones. Nobody sends me any videos. Well, it's because you don't really care about animals in the same way. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And mom loves Benny, so <laughs> I knew she'd like them. <laughs> okay. So let's start off with your backstory, how you guys met, and how you started dating. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably a couple different versions of this. So, Dale, do you want to go first? You can tell your version. And then I could, you know, correct it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, that sounds good. Mom, you, you start. Well, it was 1987. No. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. No, it was 1988. Correct. Right. How old were you? See, See how I he was corrects? 19. Mom 19. was 18. Mom was well, I was 17. Darn. My math's wrong. 18. Wow, that was really young. Yeah. 17? That's how well, old John Well, maybe I already turned 18 by the time I met Ona. Yeah, it was Secret Santa, so it must have been December. Yeah, it was. Okay, so you were so like a turned- week old. A week of 18. <laughs> a week of 18. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Right. So you were given my name, right, Dale? Yes. And we lived in the same room. Wait, wait. <laughs> given your name for what? So there's Secret, Secret Santa. Santa, which is this game where in the residence, all the guys had to pick a name and I drew mom's name out and I said, I don't know who this mayor is or Meredith because <laughs> she, even though we lived on the same floor Yikes. in residence, all of her friends were on a different floor. So she was always up there. So I'd never met her. Mm-hmm. And then we had, <laughs> so the, the secret Santa game, you have to give, she was my elf. I was Santa. So oh. you had to give your elf tasks to do. And then at the end of the week, if they did the tasks, then you, you give them a gift. So the first time I met your mother was one, of, I forget what the question was, but I made her go around to every room on our residence floor and she had to do a survey. 
And <laughs> I just survey everybody, like all the guys. Well, all the guys. Do you remember so, the question? No, I can't remember. And she knocked on the door and I opened the door and that was my elf. And I was like, oh. And she's like, oh, I'm Meredith. Well, I'm doing this secret Santa and I've got to ask you some questions. And so we did the survey. And then that was the first time I met mom. And you didn't tell her that you were the secret Santa? No, it's a you secret. You can't tell it's secret. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. And didn't I make you sing in the cafeteria as one of your yeah, things? Yeah, like some pretty <laughs> oh my God. Ones like in front of like 600 gift. people in the cafeteria. But but wait, never, what was the gift that you got her at the end? I can't remember, but oh, it was Oh, I know. Like, what? Some things from the body shop. Yeah. Which uh-huh. I really liked. That's yeah. nice. However, it was his girlfriend at the time who purchased <laughs> the gift for me. <laughs> right. So that was kind of rude. Yeah. It was so a nice gift, but he didn't even pick it out. You well, had a girlfriend? Rude. Yeah, I dated There's this girl some, through some, high school. Uh, controversy for you. <laughs> so Ooh. when the knock on the door came and I opened it, I was like, oh, this my elf is really cute. But I had a girlfriend, so obviously I didn't do anything about it. But I just thought, oh, wow, she's really cute. And then my girlfriend at the time helped me pick out a gift for my elf because I didn't know what to get her. Yeah. And then we broke, me and my high school girlfriend broke up a few months later. And that's when mom and I started hanging out. Were you like friends in the same friend group? No, because even though we were in the same floor in Raz, after Secret Santa, I didn't see her again. She went back. She was always hanging out on a different floor. Yeah. And it wasn't until news of my breakup spread around (laughs) and suddenly old mare was in the the common room watching TV when I'd go in there and she started, Mm -hmm. I suddenly bump into her all the time. (laughs) That's when I'm the homewrecker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this would be a great place to edit. (laughs) So that's when the stalking started. <laughs> no, she, she pursued her stalking. man. I would just watch TV with the group on the second floor <laughs> instead of where I normally was. <laughs> so, okay. You would just strategically hang out where you knew dad would be. And she had her spies that would tell her when I was out. Okay. And this isn't stalking. But how would they tell <laughs> you that she was there if there was no phones? Well, this they like- would come and find me. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were no cell phones at that time, if you can imagine. Did they call you on your pager? <laughs> I couldn't afford a pager. No, I pagers. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. So that was in first year university. And then you, when did you start dating? Sometime after that? No, in first year, like towards the end of that school year. Because, yeah, before, well, before exams in April, we were dating. Wow. March or something. Yeah, like What a nice March. story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Mm. So that was 1989 then. Wow, that's when crazy. we started dating. March yeah. 1989. Wait, yeah. what year did you get married in? Uh, 95. So somebody asked, "How old were you when you got married?" And then, "How old were you when you had me, like your first child?" Hmm. Well, uh, we got married November the 18th of 95. So I would have been. 26 and you were still 24 because you didn't turn 25 until the next week. until the next week yeah mm, interesting and maddie was born nine months and two days after the wedding there's some yeah. scandal for you so you were like 20, honeymoon baby 26 and 25 when i had you yeah or 24 still uh no i was 25 when i had you almost 20 no yeah a few months away from 26 i was 27 <laughs> okay so it's pretty young, but I feel like people had children and got married younger than back in the old days. <laughs> you have a year because I'm 23, so yeah, I don't think I'll be married in, in any married time with soon. kids next year. No, not kids, Lauren. Mar- just married. 
that no, but they had a, a kid like nine months later. Oh yeah, twenty five. Whatever. I'm not even twenty four yet, so please. <laughs> so another listener asked, "How did you choose our names?" Oh, I love that question. Hmm. Well, if you follow along, Madison and Darian are kind of. I mean, I know Madison is fairly common, but think of her age and. If you know, there weren't a lot of mm-hmm. Madisons back then. So we kind of thought, because we were young when we had the first two, like we wanted kind of cool names. And like yeah, ones that you might not know if it's a girl or a boy. That's there so were funny. very few Madisons. Because yeah, now that's not a very unique name. No, but and like how many girls older than you are named Madison that you know? I don't really know that many people my age named Madison, but yeah. I feel like it's a common name. It's like common now, but like it was real. I know a lot of Maddies. Madeline though. Not Madison. Uh, mostly Madeline, but some Madisons for yeah, sure. Yeah, but you're like eight yeah, years Yeah, that's what than I'm me. saying. Yeah. So now I feel like it's a lot more common. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. But was Madison also a boy's name back then? No. It just wasn't super girly. Like I wasn't into like mm-hmm. a super girly type name. I feel like you, I remember you saying that you didn't want a name that ended in like a ah sound. A vowel. Well, because of the Orlando last name, yeah. Two vowels beside each other sound kind of weird. Like and I then- liked Olivia. I think maybe for later on, I don't know, like, and maybe not Matt for Madison, but like <laughs> Olivia Orlando, I find that a lot. And yeah. then Darian's name, do you want to tell? Because that's an interesting oh. story. Dale, you tell that story. Well, I just like that name. So actually, fun fact, Daryl Hannah was a movie star back in the, in like the 80s. And two of her characters, one in a movie called Splash, her character in that movie was Madison. Mm. And in a movie called, I think it was Wall Street, her character was Darian. And I remember watching that movie at the time thinking, Darian is such a cool name. And the character that she played in the movie was like a strong, you know, woman. And I just thought, well, that would be a good name for my girl. It is a cool name. Yeah. And that's a good story too. I've also never met any other Darian. So just boys. I feel like she's the only one of us that has I know people always a very unique name. She's a boy. She's very unique, so she has a unique name. Like that name, she could we actually her middle name is Victoria. And we thought about potentially calling her that and she just would maybe Vic or something, but I feel like Tori, yeah. All of our names suit us very well. Like Madison to me sounds like a very like I don't even know. Just like, what are you trying to say about me, Lauren? No. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Like that together? it's a name that's very, like, straightforward. I don't even know. I feel like that describes you well, whereas Darian is a little <laughs> more unique, you know? Centric, you Quirky. could say. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to, like, you raising um, kids. Wait, um, there's you have four, two more kids. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, okay, you already did me. Let's, just, let's move on. Boring. John yeah. Lauren. John we, is the only boy's name we could agree on. Yes. Okay, fine, fine. And I just thought, and the guy I practiced law with at that time, my law partner's yeah. name was John, and it just is a good, solid name. I agree. And we didn't want to call him Jonathan. We didn't want that. So it's just John, because some people think it's something else, but it's not. Yeah, that's my favorite. And when- Mom, you picked Lauren's name, I think. Well, my sister said, my youngest sister, Erin, said, you know what name I love? If I ever have a girl, I would call her Laura. And I was like, "Oh, that's a great name. Mom, Mom stole the name. And so Thankfully I kind of stole it. And then I was mad. And I said, well, you're not even planning to have any more kids. So and anyways, and I said, I wouldn't mind if you named your daughter Lauren anyways. <laughs> we could both have Lauren. Cousins with the same name. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, she didn't end up having a girl, so that's okay. Well, yeah. And then imagine if I didn't name Lauren Lauren and 
Dad and I just both love the name, too. Yeah, that's a good name. I think it suits you also. See, this one I'm talking about. But All of our names suit us very well. I don't think John suits John. Okay, I was going to say that. He's the only Why? one. Like Johnny suits him because he's too weird for John. You know what I wanted to call John's him? This too, is kind like, of crazy. Obvious. Is I really love the name Justin. Isn't that weird? Mm. Like so think Justin of when Bieber I reference? Think Justin Bieber was around then. <laughs> right? Think about would, would we have even no, known him? No. Yeah, I don't no, think he started. He wasn't famous until like 2007, 2008. Yeah. So John was born in 2003. So I actually love that name, but dad didn't. So I got it right. So let's move on to the family values that we have, because a lot of people were interested in our family values and just our life as a family. So what do you think was the biggest challenge of having so many kids, especially two groups of kids at the same time? You had John and Lauren and they were both really young. Like what was the big, the hardest part of having that? Like of having them after we had you guys? It's like having two sets of kids that are close in age. Yeah, or just like having so many kids. Well, I would say when the big girls were young, dad worked a lot, like all the time. He wasn't really around that much. So I think it was kind of cool with the second set of kids, he was around more because obviously he was older and more established in his career. And I think having the second, we waited I would like six years or so in between sets of kids. Mm-hmm. So the big girls, Madison and Deering, were a massive help with the young ones because we didn't have a lot of family assistance and we didn't have nannies and things like that. So, and I think that possibly the, the relationship that the kids, the older and the younger kids built out of necessity, maybe then has helped them in their later years working together. That's true. Dad, do you have a challenge of having so many kids? <laughs> no. I mean, I think mom made like makes hits all the points. Uh, kids really come along at the worst time in your life because <laughs> you're, oh, you're well, but you think about it, you know, yeah, you're starting true. your career and you don't have any money and you're really, you know, you're just out of school and you have student debt. And, you know, then you've got these little kids. So I was, you know, building my firm and putting in crazy hours and working, you know, six and oftentimes seven days a week. So all of the parenting really fell on mom. And at that point, I still, even though I was working crazy hours, I wasn't making really any sort of significant income at that point. So we Mm -hmm. didn't have money for extras. And Uh, kids are very expensive. Yeah, kids are expensive, right? So um, by the time we started thinking about having two more kids. Things were getting a little bit easier. I mean, I was still working crazy hours and that was part of the deal because I wanted more kids. And mom said, well, you need to, if you want to have more kids, then you need to be at home more. So that was part of the trade-off. And as you get a bit further into your career, things get a little bit easier. Yeah, the money, Mm -hmm. you start making a little bit more money and then you have, you're able to pick and choose the work you do and there's some flexibility. So the next set of kids, I was definitely more involved. But as you say, Maddie, you don't really remember me not being around, although, Mm -hmm. you know, because by the time John was born, what were you, six? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for some reason, even though you weren't there, I think you guys did a good job of making it seem like you were. Like, I don't, have any memory of you not being there. Yeah. Yeah. Like at important events, you were always there. Yeah, of course. Or like when you were home, you made an effort to spend all of your time Mm -hmm. with, I guess, Maddie and Darian because they were the only ones alive. Yeah. So like you said that your parents or like your dad would like watch TV when he got home, 
but you would always be talking to us and like have dinner with us, whatever it was. Yeah, we're like I had engaged. A, a short window, so I had to make sure that I used that time smartly. So I would read to you, and we used to remember. I, oh, you yeah. don't, I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> I would lay down with you when you were going to sleep, and we would talk about capital cities of the world or naming the planets. Mm, oh and my gosh! Have these little quizzes that we would do, and yeah, so it was it was good time, but it was short short amount of it. Yeah, I used to know all the capital cities, and now I forget them. I was very <laughs> oh smart. Gosh. Wait, Maddie and I did a quiz. I think it was like last year. She was saying that you guys used to play that game and that she knew them all. Mm. And so I was testing her on them. And she actually, she does know most of them still. Yeah, they came back to me. So what are the important values as parents that was it was important that you passed along to us? Like your most important family values? Well, I mean, there's... I don't think there's any one set, but all of the, and it's not like you set out to start preaching. These are the values that you have to live by. But as parents, I think you lead by example and you, we live our lives in a certain way and with the idea, hopefully that it'll, it'll rub off on you. So all of the things that we value, we hope that you pick up. So good mm -hmm. work ethic, working hard for things like, you know, life is competitive and things don't come easy. So um, you've got to push yourself to achieve the things that you want to do. And having said that, we talked to you about, you have to make your own decisions about your life and set your own path. We don't dictate what your priorities ought to be, but whatever it is that you set out as being the things that you want to achieve, we expect you to work very hard yeah. in doing those. You know, so good work ethic, being a good person, you know, not being unkind to people when unnecessarily. I mean, life is full of little conflicts and we get that, but you should always err on the side of being kind to somebody because you don't know what they're going through and just being honest, being a person of integrity. Mm -hmm. And these are, I think, probably three of the things that your mother and I try to instill in the four of you. Yeah, I guess you have to be in a place where you have good personal values before you have kids so that you can pass that along. Because it's not like you and mom decided on a list of things that you're going to teach us, but you were just in a good place in your own lives and had like worked on yourself from when you were a kid. Nobody's perfect along. and life is always about trying to improve. And I'm 50 years old and I'm still actively every day trying to get a little bit better at whatever it is that is my objective. But, you know, you try to take your best qualities and hope and instill your kids with those, knowing that nobody's perfect, but we try to highlight our strengths, of course, and downplay <laughs> and diminish our, our weaknesses and our frailties. Yeah. Sure. I also feel like you guys did a good job of, well, the values that you talked about, I feel like you passed those along well, but then there's other things that you leave up to us to make our own decision on. Like you don't force everything that you believe on us. No. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain things that uh, your job as a parent is to push and force a little bit, of course. Like being a good person, like right. you said, basically. But when it comes to things that are, you know, optional, like it, whether you want to focus on school or you want to focus on social media, I mean, you can't neglect one over the other, but uh, these are, you know, life priorities are things, particularly as you get older. Like Maddie's 23. I'm not telling her that you need to go to law school because I went to law school and you mm. need to become a lawyer because that's what I did. Just because that was good for me doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be good for her. And she's an adult and needs to set her own course. Yeah. A lot of the listeners, when we ask questions, will say, my parents forced me to do a certain thing or want me to be a doctor 
or want me to go to university. And one thing that you guys did was you said, I don't really care if you go to university as long as you're doing something and working really hard. So how did you decide that like you would let us have our own path? Cause that's, I feel like a lot of parents are worried about their kids and yeah, how their future I mean, will you be. Gotta, with that, with all of that freedom comes having to deal with the consequences. So we, we just make sure we talk a lot about what consequences of mm-hmm. different types of decisions might be. Like for example, John is going into grade 12 next year. That's the last year of high school. We've just said to him, you may not end up going to university right after high school, but you need to now make sure you've got good, strong marks. So if that option, you you just want to always keep your options open. So that yeah, totally. you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. But uh, mom raises a good point, like living with consequences of your decisions. So, you know, we'll have those conversations with you guys and say, well, look, you don't want to study for your exam. That's fine. I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to stand in, you know, at your desk and make sure you do your homework or study, but you have to live with the consequences of lousy grades. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, if that is your decision and you want to not go on to school after high school and then you may have to live with the consequences of those decisions. And oftentimes you might not be able to get the job you want, but yeah. Or live the life you want. Right. But by the same token, everybody again needs to set their own path. My version of success might not be your version of success. And if you set your own priority and it's something that you're passionate about, well then the work comes easy because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, with you, Maddie, with your clothing company, that's something you're passionate about. And you're working really hard at it, but it's not really work because it's something that you really want to do. Whereas if I had forced you to go to law school, you might dread every second of it because it's not something that you were really passionate about and wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I get why parents force their kids to do things that they want them to do, like university, for example, because I can't imagine making a decision about your future and saying like, oh, I'm not going to university when you're that young. Right. Because it's hard to think of long-term consequences. Like even now, I can't imagine making a decision when I was Lauren's age about my future. Yeah. So that's why your parents come in and have to like guide you. But I know what you're saying. Obviously, you can't, it's better for your kids to figure things out on their own, but they definitely have to be aware of consequences. Yeah. For sure. But guide you within certain parameters. Yeah. I think what dad was saying though, about how he doesn't make us, he doesn't make us study for a test or something. That's definitely something that I've seen because my friends will be like, oh, your parents don't force you to get these great, amazing grades and they don't Mm. turn your phone off at a certain time. And I'm like, no, but I do that for myself because in them like not doing it, it like makes you want to do it for yourself. So if you weren't turning my phone off at a certain time, then I set screen time for myself. So after eight o'clock, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to do my homework. Or mm-hmm. I know I want to study for a test because I want to do well on it. So I feel like it makes your kids more motivated to do that for themselves. Yeah. Maybe it's a certain type of kids that you have. You're just so blessed to have amazing <laughs> children. <laughs> so such good Clearly. kids. Like yeah. other well, kids need more guidance. Yeah, I think. But well, even with John, I mean, you know, Lauren, you know, school is a super, super important to her. So we really don't have to do a whole lot. Maddie, you were like that too. <laughs> Darian and John, for example, we talk amongst the two of us and say, you know, he's got this or that coming up. Like how hard should we come down on him to make sure he's studying for this or mm-hmm. handing this in or whatever it might be. And then sometimes as a parent, you have to make the hard choice, to, especially, you know, if your kid's in grade 11, to step back and let them fail. Because mm-hmm. better he learn now, you know, than, you know, in grade 12. 
on parental disappointment can be a good motivator. <laughs> yeah. True. So we, I may not say you've got to study, but if you come home with a 50% average in your high school class, well, I'm going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not because I know you can do better and you haven't done right. your best. And with that disappointment, there's a clear message associated with it that, you know, you as kids probably, you don't want to disappoint me and mom. Like we have a pretty good life, all, all of us together. And we're able to subtly motivate you without having to bang you on the head with it. Yeah. Oh, Matt, do you remember when you were, I think in grade one and you had that like engineering project or whatever and all <laughs> a bunch of the parent a science project and a bunch of the kids in your class had like engineers as parents. So they, <laughs> they made these crazy, they, their projects were amazing because the parents essentially did it for them. And you're like, what the heck? Look what I've got to bring in. I'm a, like, mine looks terrible. I'm like, Maddie, that mm. is like, you're not, we're not doing your project for you. And the teacher will know the difference. I remember doing engineering at school, but I don't remember that exact oh situation. Oh my gosh, I remember because I wanted to help. And then I thought maybe dad could help, but he was at work a lot. But grandpa was an engineer. I thought maybe I should get him to come over and like really do a good project. And I thought that's not going to teach anything. Yeah. I feel like you really made us do all of our own work, especially like in elementary school. Even now, John will have like a project due the next day that he hasn't started, like a poster board or something. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, well, you did this to yourself. Now you have to deal with the consequences. So got it. Feel you know, like, with the girls, I feel like the older girls, I feel like we wanted to help them more. Like if they were struggling and then with the, the <laughs> two younger ones, it's like. They're yeah, less to their own devices. Just have to see how it goes. <laughs> but consequences are a good thing because For sure. as a parent, and I think there's a tendency or a, a temptation as a parent to want to make everything great for your kids and, you know, push all the problems away. But then they, your kids don't learn accountability and they don't learn that. You know, if you decide to blow off, you know, studying because you want to go out and have and go to a party and then you get crappy grades, well, sure, there's consequences. Or if you get get yourself in a bind because of some bad decisions and sure, maybe me or mom have the ability to fix that problem for you, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to because it's important that you have to deal with not just positive consequences for the things that you do right, but the negative consequences of the things that you do wrong. Yeah, I guess you don't really learn anything until you fail, you know, it's yeah. hard to learn things from positive situations. Yes. goes your way. Well, you even know, if you, all of yeah. my sayings, but show me somebody who's never failed and I'll show you somebody who's never tried anything. It's true. Oh. Yeah. But that's why everyone says you learn from your mistakes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to our move to LA a little bit. We can talk about the move from your perspective because we had Darian and John on the podcast and they talked about their perspective so I guess your guys' situation was a little different because dad didn't actually live with us full-time or I didn't even live there, but live with the rest of the family full-time and had to travel every single weekend. So how did you decide that you were going to let mom and the kids move to LA and that you were going to make the trek every single Friday? Yeah, and how do you guys decide that that was even something you wanted to do? Because I feel like, like for all of us, it was very... I don't even know, just like very spur of random kind of thing. Yeah. I just came home from school and I was like, oh, they want to move to LA. So I get, I like, how did all of that come about? Well, number one, mom and I love an adventure. <laughs> yes. Um, but I mean, it started really because I'm a dual citizen. I was born in Seattle, Washington. And so I've always maintained dual citizenship. And 
at that point, John, I think he was more interested in acting and he was down to, I don't know, the third or fourth audition for a movie role, but it was filming in the US and they went with an American because of the visa situation. And I started to look into it. And basically, if you apply before the age of 18 and you have an American parent, it's actually quite easy to get citizenship. It just takes a little about a year. Mm-hmm. So Darian at that point was um, almost 17. It was like just So we had November a year before her 18th before birthday. She, she was in grade 11. And so we had this conversation basically in, I don't know, November of that year. I think November of 2014. I yep. looked into it and I was like, oh, geez, if Darian's going to get citizenship because she's interested in the entertainment business and obviously there's huge benefits of being able to work in the U.S., then where we really kind of need to do this now. Mm-hmm. And um, so mom and I went down to LA a couple of weeks later, rented a house and you guys, three of the four of you moved because you were already 18, I think, Mads, right? Yeah, I was 18. I was at uh, university. First, okay, so the, the thing that dad's missing is that in order to speed the process up, if we lived in the US, um, it, there was a better chance that Darian could become a U.S. citizen by the time she was 18, and that was really mm-hmm. important, which is why we lived there, because also Dad did not grow up in the U.S., so he didn't live as a teenager for five formative years, like during the teenage period in the U.S., so that's why it was a little trickier than for but normal. that was the sucky part, because yeah. you ha- you couldn't leave during this process. So yeah. for about a year, Mom and you guys weren't allowed to leave the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that meant if I wanted to see mom and the kids, I had to go to L.A. So I would fly out either Thursday nights or Friday mornings, um, fly down to L.A. and come back on on either Sunday night or Mondays. Yeah, and, and you couldn't just you couldn't just move to the U.S. because you were working in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my <laughs> law firm is in Toronto, so uh, in order, I obviously have to have to go to work. Right. Yeah. And we were not yeah. going to. We were only going to stay there as long as it took to, for the kids to become U.S. citizens. Right. And our intention was always to move back. So yeah. it wouldn't have made sense for dad to move jobs. Right. Yeah, that's and why I, I didn't too. move either. So yeah. why was it important to you to go on the weekends, like to go or go often to L.A. when your kids were there? Well, you're, partly because I like seeing my kids and partly <laughs> because that's your job as a parent, right? So, you know, I wasn't just going to be like – peace, I'll see you in a year. Um, <laughs> you know, your job as a dad is to be there and help help guide your kids and do all the normal parenting things. So I wasn't going to shirk my responsibility. And plus, you know, I do like seeing your mom and, and your siblings. So stop. I know. It's true. I know. And you I think to be the, part of the adventure somehow. Exhausted <laughs> and it was a lot of, though. there were a lot of challenges with that move too. It was just jet lagged all the time. It was a bit of a drag. Yeah, that's true. So Obviously, that move was very good for everyone's career and the entertainment industry. So how has our careers evolved and what is each of your role in our family team? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, each of you have your own things going on. I mean, do you want me to give an overview of what everybody does? I think... Yeah, no, people know. know, I feel like specifically you too. Like, what is your role in our team our six-person team. <laughs> well, because I am I do more of the music side mm-hmm. and mom does more of the acting side. And because I'm a lawyer and I've run my own business since 1999, I have both the legal and the business background. So I help out with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mom, mom deals with more of the like scheduling and the bookkeeping and those sorts of things. 
Mm-hmm. And now with you, Maddie, because of the clothing company, I'm helping out with your ventures as as an investor and a business advisor. Yes, that's true. Are there pros and cons of having a family that's in the industry? Like, are there is there one thing that sticks out to you as being the best part and then the worst part? That's a listener question. In the entertainment business, just having like an abnormal life. Oh. Not an not a normal like the life that Darian and I grew up with is very different than our life now. So Well what I would say and when people ask me this in my personal life, I say that our first two set of kids grew up just in a, you know, very small town. It was kind of like Groundhog Day. The kids all went to the same uh, elementary school and then you'd go, you know, to middle school and then to high school and with the same kids growing up um, all together. And uh, it wasn't a very diverse community, whereas I find that our young kids have had to switch it up, go to different, like a number of different schools in the U.S. and in Canada and have been exposed to a a much broader uh, range of people, Mm -hmm. diverse people. So I just feel like nothing much phases them and they're pretty open to change because there's been so much change. Whereas with our older girls, there was, you know, everything followed a path and we didn't really, uh, you know, we went away on March break and at Christmas and those are the things you look forward to. Now we never know. Like Mm -hmm, for instance, tomorrow, (laughs) can I say that? What? We're going to Milan. We're going to Milan. Like up until last week, we weren't even sure. Like Wednesday, Thursday, some of my friends are like, what the heck? How can you guys even live your life like that? So that would be the cons is that, you know, Mm -hmm. to alert from mom and my perspective, I mean, we really don't have our traditional lives. Like we, our friendships that we've had and maintained for years, like we still are friends with people, but we don't get to see them as often because we've spent so much time on kid things, like Mm -hmm. whatever business stuff is coming up. And, you know, but like, it's just a different life. It doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's just not, not traditionally normal. Right. There are definite pros to that. I mean, so pros and cons of being in business with your kids, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. you know, even though mom and I don't get paid, we're still involved in the business of Johnny and Lauren and with you and, and Darian and on the management side. So yeah. as you like to say, Maddie, every, you know, <laughs> every dinner conversation turns into a board meeting. It's true. Um, but that's because it's when all six of us are together and like you're, you know, only here half the time now. So. Right. Everybody needs to catch up on what has been going on that day and everybody has certain responsibilities. So it's when we all report back and, okay, this came up Mm -hmm. today or, you know, Darian, you were supposed to do these three things. Are those done? And, you know, know, we need to set an agenda because we have a meeting at the label. So we'll go through points. And so, yeah, there's a business aspect to it. And a lot of our family conversations are, are around what's going on. But the benefit is we spend so much time as a family talking. Mm-hmm. We're working through problems and it's not always pretty, that's for sure. And there's a lot of different personalities, but I think that we do a pretty good job coming to an agreement. Well, and I think as mm-hmm. parents, being involved with you guys in different life experiences on the business side, mom and I are able to teach you and guide you from our experience without banging on the head and saying, oh, we're teaching you something. So you kind of just learn through osmosis because a problem will come up and we'll talk it through. And whether you realize it or not, you've learned a valuable lesson that you can apply in other parts of your life. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely unique because most kids move out at 18 and 
I don't know, they might move back a little bit, but they go to work and their parents aren't really involved in their life. So we've been able to learn way more from you guys than most people my age do from their parents because I don't know, at this point, you'd be ready for all your kids to be out of the house probably within the next few years. But now we're, yeah. we're still here. <laughs> and we've got our so own boring. What would we do? <laughs> yeah, they're not ready for you to move out. You yeah. know, but I feel like we do spend a lot more time together because of like being in the industry and everything. And especially what mom was saying about how we've, John and I, having gone to so many schools, we're very good at adapting to just whatever environment we're thrown into. I think that's one thing that when I was starting at the school that I'm going to this year, people were like, well, we're like, aren't you scared? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would I be scared? <laughs> because I've been to a lot of schools and I've just, I'm used to being like the new kid, which I feel like has its pros. I'm definitely, I don't know. I feel like that's just, it's good because all the schools that I've been to, the people there are very different. Last year I went to a hockey school. Yeah. Um, for a couple years. For, for a few a boys years. school. Yeah. And then this year it's completely different. So I've definitely got to meet a lot of different groups of people and I've learned a lot from that. Well, I think things are only scary when you don't know what's going to happen. If it's like not a, or if it is a new situation, usually it's scary, but it's not new for you. Mm-hmm. And you've, you at a young age have learned so much from being in the industry because you are exposed to way more adult situations, like going to meetings and parties with people that you don't know, you know, like that's not something that normal teenagers have to do. Like adults truly wanting her opinion and valuing it. Which I think also helps you mature at a younger age. Like for sure. Well, even when I was younger, people would always say that I was like mature for my age, which I don't really know. I think I just wasn't. Because you're the youngest probably. Yeah, probably because I grew up in a big family and they're all older than me. So I was used to being around adults and just older people. But um, I think especially- If you want people to listen to you, you have to- Yeah, you got to speak up. Um, (laughs) But I think especially being in the industry, it's even, it's like that, but escalated. Yeah, for sure. There's just so many more opportunities. And I think we just have such a non-traditional life, but we've been able to learn a lot of different things from it. Like normal's kind of boring. Yeah. Let's face it. Like I feel like I've learned way more now or like since we've been doing all this stuff than I did when we were younger. You know, like the lessons that I've learned have been recent more so than when I was a teenager. And you're learning not through school, but through doing, right? So like being on the tour with like John's Teenage Fever Tour. Mm -hmm. Maddie and I were the tour managers and neither one of us knew really much about tour managing, but made some mistakes and you learn from them. And by the end of the tour, I think we, we had a pretty good template. Yeah. And that's one argument I feel like for not going to university and like living your real life is you just learn so much. It just depends what you want. I mean, you know, a university degree is a very valuable thing and it's a requirement for most traditional jobs. Right. But if you don't want a traditional job, you know, then there's an argument to be said, well, why spend all that money and spend four years pursuing, uh, you know, a few letters that go after your name yeah, that, uh, when it's true. not going to be worthwhile to you. But you can't say that you wasted four years because right now, sure, you're doing your own thing and you're helping to manage John and Lauren and you've got your clothing company and you've got this podcast, but you don't know at some point if you w- may want to end up taking a traditional job and then your degree from Western University will be a huge help for you. Yeah, it's education is important. That's the most important thing like gift that you can give to yourself Mm -hmm. so going back to the industry 
in the entertainment industry. A listener asked, are you ever scared that the industry is going to hurt or ruin your kids? And like, would you do to prevent that from happening? Mm-hmm. Well, look, it's certainly something we're aware of. I mean, there's outside influences and I think that is a, in large part why mom and I have been so involved is we've had different people come and go in terms of management, but nobody in a, from, you know, from our perspective can do the job as well as we can because we only have one interest at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not motivated by the money or anything because we don't, you know, we have our own jobs and our only interest is making sure that things are done in your best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. sure there's a risk, but you know, we've done everything we can to try to insulate you from outside negative influences while at the same time, letting you make mistakes and, and grow as, you know, I mean, John had a couple of episodes on his tour where <laughs> a little too much freedom turned in and he's hanging out with the older guys on the, with, from the band on their bus and yeah. had to be, uh, you know, brought back into check. But again, those are kind of just normal life experiences as opposed to, you know, being taken advantage of by somebody in the music business because your right. your parent or manager wasn't paying attention or didn't know, right. you know what was going on. Yeah, and I think in, like in terms of what you were saying about John and his tour adventures, I think it's like stuff that all teenagers like do, but it's just in a different context because it's mm, he's hanging yeah. out with I don't even know older. like older guys. But um, I also think that you guys do a good job of being strict enough on us that we remain pretty, like we definitely, how do I say this? Pretty grounded kids. Like that's what people say to me is like when they meet John and Lauren and all four of you really, it's just how grounded and normal you are. And you kind of, for me, even you know, I look at the social media and stuff, you come across pretty genuine to how I know you to be. But I think us keeping our family unit tight and not having managers and agents and all kinds of stuff just allows us all. And it's not even just dad and I watching out for John and Lauren, like Maddie and, and Darian are doing it as well. And Darian's really good with the social media so she can, you know, she might have a, has a better handle sometimes on nuances than, than dad and I might. I think like the remaining normal thing is more about your personality I don't know. I think it's certain types of people become less normal when they are exposed to fame and not having a normal life anymore, but other people are more grounded and that's just their personality and the way they grew up. I don't know how to say that without being like controversial. But but also I think, I think to a certain extent, it's also the people that you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because John's talked about this before, but like being surrounded by people who always tell you yes and are like yes men, I think, yeah, yeah. or whatever, um, that definitely affects the way that you act. Yeah, having parents in general is a great thing to keep you grounded because I think what happens to a lot of people in the industry who are young is their parents either are in the business as like a manager, but they're paid or like they're working for their kid or they are not in the picture at all. And the kid like rebels and leaves their parents because for whatever reason. So I think it's good that John and Lauren and Darren and I too, all, we respect you enough to, we're like working partners together, but mm-hmm. it's not like anyone is resenting that you're you're working for us, you know? Yeah. Cause I think, you're not. No. And that, but that again, there's nothing wrong with parents mm-hmm. that, you know, that are 
uprooting their lives and moving to Los Angeles mm-hmm. to support their kids and they have to give up their jobs so they're paid. There's like, there's nothing wrong with that. I agree though. Like if you don't have strong parenting um, and your parents aren't with you in LA or aren't there full time or aren't invested in knowing all the different aspects of what's going on and you're just surrounded as a teenager by people that work for you and who, Mm. you know, essentially have to do whatever you say and you're the bread, you know, you're making all the money. Well, now you're uh, an adolescent surrounded by adults that work for you and you're bossing them around. And I think if you, there isn't a parent there to kind of keep perspective and help, help you sort that stuff out. It can, you know, it could definitely go to your head. It's just an Mm. unnatural relationship. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Justin Bieber documentary because I was just Mm -hmm. watching it. But that's the story that happens to all those young teenagers that blow up and don't have a strong parental unit behind them or even one parent that's super supportive for them. I think that story happens a lot. But going back to the question, I think that we work really hard so that the industry doesn't hurt any any of us. You guys are aware. We wouldn't allow it, right? Mm -hmm. Because mom and I have said on numerous occasions you know, we had pretty good lives that we enjoyed before all of this. And if you aren't going to be good human, like we're, it's much more important for us that you be good people than, than successful actors Mm -hmm. or singers or social media personalities. And I don't think anybody thinks we're bluffing when we say, you know, if you behave in a certain way, all of this will come to an end because we have that ability to just shut it all off. Yeah, going yeah. back to consequences, I think. Right. There's consequences if something happens like that or someone got out of hand and everyone knows that it would really end. <laughs> yeah, I would. vividly like remember dad saying from the age of like 10, oh, we're very fine with just going back to living Toronto. in like the small town that we grew up in. We'll go home right now. Like <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. of nice yeah. life we had with our friends and- but as you parents, don't mom it. and I have been pretty consistent about following through on the things we say we're going to do, and and so it's not bluffing. You yeah, know, so. you know, it's the it's the it's it'll be a reality. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with our parents. I feel like this was it was interesting. A lot of stuff that we haven't talked about on the podcast before, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and thanks, mom and dad, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having Welcome. us. Bye. Right. Bye. See you next Bye. week. Bye. We hope you guys love that episode. Yeah, it was so much fun for us. Make sure to leave us a review and a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Sister Diary. My Instagram is at Maddie Orlando. And my Instagram is at Lauren Orlando 88. And we have a Facebook group for The Sister Diary. So if you search it up and request, I don't even know how Facebook works. Request to be joined. We will approve you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. So if you want to hear more of us, tune in next Friday for our next episode. Bye. Bye.